This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show. It's rare that we do these evening episodes now. I'm so used to getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning to get ready for a morning stream. Uh, rarely ever do these on my own channel. I'm often either on Lee Judges or the Arsenal Lounge or Cybery Squad or wherever else just doing a show. But uh, it's nice to join uh, a lot of our Western listeners uh, that would have tuned in who aren't usually awake for our morning show. So hello to all of you in the chat box. Do drop a like and subscribe. But this is our Let's Talk Arsenal show, our discussion series, where we have a chat uh, with a guest or two. Um, but today I'm just joined by a pretty good one uh, to talk about a lot of things social regarding Arsenal. I'm joined by Dan Potts. You're right, mate. How are you doing? Hello, mate. How are you doing? Evening to all the chat. Um, it is evening, isn't it? Yeah, we'll go with it. 5pm, that'll do. Um, UK time, anyway. Uh, good to see everyone. Regularly coming back as well. Um, so, uh, and thanks for having me on, Tom. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah. No worries, man. Yeah, the reason why I reached out to you to do this show is it's something that you said last night when we were doing uh, Lee Judges TV, which, by the way, listeners, if you aren't subscribed, go over and subscribe. We did a really good show with Sophie and Lee and Dan last night talking all about, uh, I mean, we talked a lot about the Super Bowl. We talked a lot about kind of discipline of the players. It was a really good conversation um, and it's worth definitely checking out if you haven't done so already. But something you said literally in, I think, the first few minutes of the show, Dan, you said that you weren't going to give your view on the topic that we were discussing because people have already made their minds up about what I think uh, about things. And that hit me because I was like, that's a load of BS. Uh, (laughs) I mean, some people have, Dan, and unfortunately those people are always going to exist and you are going to get painted with a certain brush. But it, it bothered me because you shouldn't be put in a position where you feel like you can't say your opinion because... This isn't a situation where I feel like you're ever abusive about Arteta, despite having an opinion on him. You're not abusive about players. You're not abusive to other people. In my mind, in every discussion that we've had together, you've put your opinions across in the way that you do, and you know very coherently, and that's why we have a chat and regularly get on. So talk to me about kind of the reaction that you've been getting. Uh, and by the way, just for clarity, I reached out to Dan. He did not reach out to me. This isn't some like, come get me, plea, help. <laughs> this is me <laughs> reaching out to Dan and genuinely being a bit bothered by the fact that you feel like you couldn't speak your mind on a topic. 
I think the problem is with Tom, with it, Tom, is that you do have opinions in a very split fan base. Um, <clears throat> a lot of that split comes from Stan Kroenke. A lot of the split comes from when Arsene Wenger was here. Uh, a lot of it comes from a generation of fans. I think. I think there's a difference in opinions of some of the generations of fans that grew up winning, that didn't grow up winning, that grew up in the seventies, that have seen us go through highs and lows. I think that's where opinions, differences have come from. Um, I love differences of opinion. That's why I get on great with you and Harry, mm. because we are really good friends, but actually we don't really agree in terms of where the club's going at times. And I think that we always debate it out well. And I've never fallen out with either of you. I've never fallen out with people over um, their opinions. Um, where I find it goes too far is when they start to take it quite personally um, and get very abusive. And that's when I just don't reply because they're not up for a debate. They're up to try and try and screw people over. Um, mm. Some people do go about things wrong, in my opinion. Um, they do. And I think sometimes that they can come over as quite toxic and some of the stuff they say is quite toxic. And I think sometimes one of the biggest pros of social media is it connects people. One of the biggest um, cons of uh, social media is it that connects people <laughs> because actually what it does yeah. is it connects some of the wrong people and some of the, the text messages can come across completely wrong so can social media tweets they can come across if read differently very very wrong um, I think what we don't have as a fan base is one that is always on the same wavelength and I like mm. that in ways but I also find it very frustrating because I don't believe that everybody should agree with my opinion that's one thing I've never, ever said. And I can only back up my opinions with um, facts or evidence as to why I'm feeling that way. Um, what I don't like is that you sometimes are seen as um, toxic or ne negative if you're yeah. questioning a decision that this manager's made or if you're not understanding the process to what it should be. And I feel personally that if you're backing up that opinion, then you can have a discussion about with a person who thinks that the process is going well and that Mikel Arteta has done a fantastic job. Of late, I don't feel there is as many uh, on social media that want to do that. I think personally, on that's why I love coming on podcasts because I can speak to people that want to want to talk. Um, even some of the WhatsApp groups I'm in, or some of the uh, Twitter or social media stuff that I hear, it is so abusive and so toxic. That is a very unpleasant place to be and if i'm honest with you tom if it wasn't for me putting out content i probably mm. wouldn't be on social media if i'm honest with you um i wasn't on social media when i started all this and it was pleasant you know and all i got asked was oh it would be great if dan potts had uh, twitter or instagram and i could come and follow him and we can look at the content and i used to say to people who asked me just please be polite and say i don't have social media i don't really put out content i'm normally part of other people's shows so follow them because <laughs> i never have my own channels and stuff and when I started the same old Arsenal and with Lee Judges TV, I, I started to get social media and started to get a little bit of a following. And I've only been on there fairly, fairly recently, so I don't have a huge following, but it's fine by me. Yeah. I'm happy with who I've got because I discuss with people who I believe um, want to talk football. My problem is you get a lot of people um, that believe if you don't believe in the process, if you don't clap at every win or be happy with three points at every single moment of time or you're not happy with the fact that we gave Man City a game or if you're you can not accept that drawing to Burnley was okay because they're a good side that played with a low block then you're a bad fan sometimes when people have the opinion of oh if you turn up to a game and you're not sitting there clapping the team waving a scarf around your head 
then you're a bad fan. If you can't get to games, it doesn't mean you're a proper fan. I absolutely hate those fans. <laughs> I don't mm. actually call them fans, if I'm honest with you. Um, and I personally feel that they have become, or they have allowed Arsenal to become um, a fan base that accepts the mediocrity of sixth place being a good season or accepts that right. fourth place is good and that's all we can get. And I don't blame the fan base. I blame a section of the fan base for having that outlook. What I want to make clear, I am not telling you how to support your football club. If you want to get excited about Arsenal coming 12th, you crack on. Please do, because that is absolutely your right. And it's your opinion if you want to. But don't come and have a go at me for wanting to win the league. That's what I hate. And I get the the, the abuse online sometimes. Just go, you know, I, I demand the best. Go and support mm. Tottenham. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense that because if I wanted to demand the best, why would I go and support Tottenham? You know what I mean? The amount of times I hear that, go just go and support Spurs, Dan. Why? They don't win anything. I want to demand the best and win stuff at Arsenal. And I think sometimes fans get confused with that. Um, I just don't really like some of the abuse I see. And I think some of it's at me. Listen, I can take it. I've got thick skin. I wouldn't put myself on platforms like this if I couldn't. Um, but I just feel that we can't unite as a fan base because of differing opinions that then become toxic all of a sudden. We mm. should always want Arsenal to win. I am not a Arteta out. We were to lose the next seven games so this guy goes. There is nothing more I would love than Arsenal to go unbeaten for the rest of the season, secure Champions League football and Arteta to turn this around. I'd love it. Mm. Why? Because I don't know if people can see behind me, but there are Arsenal shirts hanging behind me. I'm a massive gooner. I go home and away and I love everything to do with football and that's why I come on platforms and talk about it. So I don't really understand where it gets where it gets that. Um, uh, there's a lot of people that don't like what I say. Absolutely, 100% agree, and and I respect that. I don't yeah. like what other people say as well. Um, I don't like some of the stuff you say. <laughs> precisely, yeah. yeah exactly. But it's the point about is that you can have a reasoned debate. Like you can disagree with a point of view. It's about how you put that view across. And precisely. Look, the reason why we have a public chat boxes on both our channels is so people can voice our opinions. What I try and encourage specifically on this side of things is that if you've got an opinion or you disagree with a point of view, tell me why. And that's why I have discussions yeah. with you so often, Dan, is because whilst we disagree on things, you just don't you don't just turn around and go, nah, that's a load of BS, that's a load of bollocks, I don't want to talk about that, you're wrong. You go, I don't agree with you, and here are the reasons as to why I don't agree with you. And that's why we can have these reasoned debates. So that's what frustrated me when last night we sat on the show and I was reading through some of the comments in the comment section because if I go on a show, I usually read through the comments to see what the feedback is from the show. And the amount of comments in there just like saying you're so negative and all of this, like I think there is a difference between being negative and being you know critical there are there are two very different things negative is you know linked to abuse like calling players x y and z you saying that your view of the club is that you want arsenal to be back in challenging for titles back in the champions league on a regular basis and if what you're seeing on the pitch isn't giving you enough evidence that the person who's in charge isn't getting us to that what you want us to be in that standard then you want someone else to to come in and try and if what we've seen over the last two and a bit years is not enough to convince you that he's the right person i don't think that you're wrong to 
to have the view that someone else should be given another opportunity. My view of Arsenal has been very fluid over the last 12 months. And I think everyone who watches this channel will certainly agree to the fact that I've done shows where after the Villarreal game, I thought Arteta should go. And I feel like that was a moment where any other big club in that moment would have moved on from their coach because they've underachieved in the league and they've been knocked out of the only competition to the previous manager that we had at the club. I, I said again after Manchester City in the 5-0 defeat in that moment, at that time, three games in, three defeats. The transfer window wasn't particularly going amazing by that point. And we still had some work to do and we got, we got in... Um, I think we got in uh, Tommy Asu and I think maybe in Ramsdale, maybe not Ramsdale, but at least got in the right back that we needed after that game. But I said after the 5-0 that I think, again, this highlights that we've that, that nothing's really changed by this point. And then things change. And, you, and my opinion changes not with the wind, but with the evidence that I suggest and see on the pitch and over the last six months to the point where we are now, I don't really see the evidence suggest that Arteta should go. Whereas you sit differently and if there was a chance to change Arteta now I know and I don't and correct me if I'm wrong but you would take that opportunity right but that's mm. not negative that because your viewpoint of wanting to change the coach is in your mind for the benefit of the club that's the issue and like you just said yeah. there in your brief monologue you want Arsenal to win the next game and you want us, to, and you want Arteta to change your opinion and to prove you wrong ultimately about him as well. That's what bugs me about when people call that perspective negative. And I think what you're saying there, Tom, what I can relate to is that for me, if I was negative, I should be coming on here now, and I should be saying, I really hope Arsenal go down because I just can't stand watching them anymore. I don't think I'm going to bother going anymore. It's putting me down. I don't care if they get relegated. I don't care if they fold. That, to me, is being negative because you don't want Arsenal to even win. What's the point? Mm. You might as well just give up. So that, to me, is completely different to wanting and demanding more. When you're demanding more, that, to me, is trying to be positive to say, I want the best for this club. For me, there's a lot of acceptance and mediocrity. And I want to explain what that means because there's a lot of fans that don't get that, right? Accepting mediocrity is accepting that a sixth place finish is a good season, right? If that's your opinion, that's absolutely fine. It doesn't mm. mean that you're right or you're wrong. But what I believe it means is that you're accepting the mediocre. Because when I look at the teams around us playing poorly, I don't think that is accepting the best. It's accepting the mediocre. I just think that's a fact. I don't think that, wow, we, do you know what? Absolutely brilliant. Some people would say it's a realistic opinion because they believe that sixth is about where we should be. Again, if that's your opinion, back it up mm. to me and explain to me why you think that is. And I wouldn't say you're negative, but what I personally feel as an opinion, and you might not agree with it, is that you're accepting mediocrity. The other thing people always uh, say is when you have um, the comparisons to the other two managers, I don't really understand the, some of the protection um, against, you know, um, the the uh, sorry, what am I trying to say? Some of the protection for Arteta, I don't quite get Could that. You give an example, um, just to give some clarity. Yeah, of course, <clears throat> absolutely, I can. So when Arsene Wenger was sacked, mm. um, I wanted him sacked. When Unai Emery was sacked, I wanted him sacked. Yeah. When Arteta was coming um, into these group of losses at home against the Burnleys and the Wolves, I don't even want to go back through it, mate, because it was just brutal. Um, I thought he deserved the sack. But he wasn't getting the sack. And a lot of the fans, for whatever reason, were disagreeing and saying, no, 
totally with it still, more than happy to give Mikel Arteta time. Now, me, Tom, I was actually really on my own. There was only a few of the fan base that were like, I don't think this guy's going to do it, you know. I think it's a bit of a problem. And a lot of people telling me that I was way too quick to want him out because he just won an FA Cup and we were 12 games in and we were only 15th at the time. (laughs) Um, So that was apparently good enough to, to give him more time. So I sat there and I thought, do you know what? The players and the fans have bought into this. It's no point me moaning about it. I'm just going to have to sit there and accept that it's going to get a little bit worse before it gets better. And it got worse again. And we lost at White Hart Lane when he threw party on and he was injured. And I just thought, no, I'm seeing too many mistakes here. This is absolute nuts. And I'll hold my hands up. I completely lost my head and went, fell out of love with it. And what I mean by lose my head is not sit there, start ranting and abuse at everybody like some people do. I just took a step back. I muted all of my WhatsApp groups. I come off the social media platforms and I took a break from podcasting for two weeks because I was so away. (laughs) Yeah, I was so done with it. I thought I'm not enjoying this anymore because I don't, I'm on my own here. Nobody's agreeing with me. Yeah, yeah. Now, hard place to be. Horrendous place to be. Now, I wanted, and I'll come back to your question as to an example, I wanted mm. the fan base to, to question Mikel Arteta like they were questioning Unai Emery for coming uh, fifth and getting to a Europa League final with it not being good enough. 100% agree. Needed to get sacked. Lost the dressing room, lost the players, lost the fan base. Goodbye. Arsene Wenger, in the end, probably lost the majority of the fan base apart from the sentimental uh, factor and mm. I don't think was really getting us to their progress level. Came fifth, sacked. With Mikel Arteta, we've come eighth twice now. And it seems that the fan base are accepting it, not happy with it, because they're not, they can't be happy, surely, with eighth place. I mean, I'd like to think they weren't, but they've accepted it. Now, why did they not accept eighth place under Unai Emery? People don't like to answer that. I think the answer is because he lost the dressing room and the head players were down in his tools on him. I think that's what the answer is. But mm. it still doesn't answer the question as to why is eighth place okay under Mikel Arteta, but it wasn't okay under mm. Unai Emery and that's what I can't understand so yeah. then I look at the fact then I look at the, what's happening uh, around the, around us and I think it must be something that he's doing around the place it must be something amazing that he's doing and then I start let's see in records that we're breaking for the wrong reasons I starting to see a lot of backing for him a lot of money um, mm. a lot of transfer windows that Unai Emery wasn't really allowed uh, certainly when he was allowed them he wasn't allowed to pick his own players because there was a different structure in place then under Raul and I'm starting to look at that thinking, you're getting a lot of things your way here. I need to start seeing progress soon. And of course, that's why a lot of the fan base now have started to say at the end of the season, if we're not into European football, I think it's time for the guy to go. And I respect that. But what I don't respect are the people that have been giving me absolute abuse. And I've taken so much, Tom, and I'll take it. Trust me. Mm. But what I don't like is when they then come in and start to say, I'm really sorry, mate. Like you were right about this. No, no, don't don't it isn't about being right or wrong don't come in my inbox and start abusing me and then want to say sorry to me for saying that Arteta was you questioned Arteta like nearly two years ago now and I was not believing you you've mm. now you've now flip-flopped tell me why tell me why you were giving me so much abuse at the start what's made I you change so. your mind so then I, I do not get that mate I don't understand the abuse and I've started to get it of late I put out a tweet after the Wolves game and I said massive win tonight huge oh, I fall. replied to that did you the, the one where was it the, was it the tweet where in the second sentence you said about Pepe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I replied to that tweet because this this is where I think actually 
that that tweet could be perceived as a bit negative. And obviously, mm-hmm. we're here to have a discussion and, and, and be level about this. So to play devil's advocate, I felt that the tweet that you put out, and I, you know, I don't really want to misquote you, mate, so I want to probably find out what the... <laughs> Dan Arsenal, 87. Uh, let me just see if so I make sure I'm not misquoting the tweet. You're not the only uh, one who's commented on this as well, mate. You're not the only one. A lot of people thought it yeah, was toxic yeah. or negative, and I, I couldn't understand why. But the, here it is. Let's, so let's go you it. tweeted saying last night's three points were massive. Double exclamation mark. No idea why Arteta's obsession with Eddie is still ongoing, coming on ahead of Pepe. Poor discipline is a worry, but again, the great fight and well-fought-out win. Let's see if we can show consistency for the first time this yeah. season. I replied saying, as if that's your second sentence after the ga- after that mm. game. In the sense I remember that- this now. I didn't realise it was that tweet. Go on, mate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in the sense that I was like, this, this is where I feel like that you're going to get this perception of being negative because we've just had this huge win, massive three points mm. against a side that, you know, is could have gone above us if they'd have beaten us. And, you know, I felt like the tweet came from kind of that negative aspect or the, not negative, I don't want to say negative, pessimistic is probably the better word to use. Kind of a pessimistic outlook on the on the game because it was focused specifically on what Arteta did wrong rather than what we did right. Does that make sense? What 100% it does. And I said right at the top of the show that sometimes a text message in a WhatsApp group can come across incorrectly because the way you read it sure and exactly the same with social media, exactly the same yeah. with a post. So what I'm saying there, and I was really surprised because there was a couple of people who said really toxic way to look at the game. And I thought, yeah. really, wow, imagine what I could have said if I, you know, if it was, <laughs> I could have done a lot worse. <laughs> Christ yeah, no, yeah. Um, I looked at it and I thought massive three points. And I thought it was, it was huge. Um, I looked at it thinking, why is Eddie coming on? Because Pepe was an option. And I didn't really think that there was, mm. there seems to be this obsession with Mikel Arteta and, and, and Eddie. Um, and uh, I've got to remember the last thing I said now. There's something else I said at the end. Oh, let's show consistency because we haven't been able to do that this let's season. Let's see if we can show consistency for the first time. This for the season. first time this season because this, we've not shown it at all this season, in my opinion. Yeah. People might think that four games is, is consistent. I, I don't really think that it is, if I'm honest. I think what we did under Uno Emery was 22 games. That to me is yeah. consistency. Sure. So when you're picking three or four games or five or six, was it? I think it was five we went through in the end where we'd we'd won, won or we're not lost. Um, that to me is it, against the Leeds and Norwiches of this world. It is not really showing consistency to the level we want to see it. So that's all I question. Now, if I were to come out and said, don't understand everyone's obsession. We beat Wolves. Wolves are crap. Um, we beat them 1-0. <laughs> we had 10 men. We're still getting people sent off. Don't understand this discipline. Arteta's crap. Why is he bringing Eddie on? Let's move on. We're not, not like we're consistent anyway. I would totally understand why people would go, Jesus Christ, mate. I'll cheer up we just got three points so we've got 10 men great performance great to see the telepathy between the fans and the players just cheer up fella and stop being toxic and negative i totally get that if that was the case but i looked at the tweet and i thought maybe i have put something wrong then let's read it again because i had a couple of people say that sounds toxic and mm. i and there were people i respected as well like yourself and, and another person and i thought let me read through this again then what the hell's happened here and yeah. i couldn't get it i thought Okay, well, it's, it's definitely not supposed to have come across I mean, like that. A lot know? of people wouldn't do that. So, I mean, the fact that you read it back and <laughs> because, look, from my perspective, when I read your tweet about that I, and why I responded as I did saying as if that's your second sentence after the win, which is, you know, because we're mates. So it's tongue in cheek in the way that we respond. It's not like in a WhatsApp group or like you, you're speaking to a stranger off social media. You know, it, there's a bit of nuance to it. And I think that I was like... Oh, I read that and I was like, oh, see, Dan, this is this is why I think people think you're negative because after a win like that, the second sentence was a, was a criticism about kind of a, mm. not insignificant, but I don't agree with the point, by the way. I, I, I was fine with Eddie and Ketia coming on. It was a like-for-like change for a striker. 
Um, if it was say we were a goal down, or you know we were drawing and Pepe wasn't yeah. brought on at all, I think you, I think there's a solid argument. Why on earth is he not? And I think I, I wrote a piece today about how the Brentford game is going to be really telling after Martinelli's been suspended. Is if, Mar- if I don't expect Pepe to start, because I think Smith Rowe will come in. But if yeah. Pepe doesn't even get a look off the bench, I think that's then certainly something that we can talk that, about. And that w- that but, was definitely my my thing was why why are we using Eddie yeah. instead of Pepe when one's got sure. a contract, the other hasn't. That was all Which it was. Is fair. Which is fair. I think that the people the, the perception of it will be that the second sentence that you wrote after that game was that was a criticism rather than going and putting say but in in fairness to you I mean the first thing you wrote last night's three points were massive like that that was the first thing you wrote but I think because of this perception and this kind of behavior profiling which we talked Mm. a lot about last night on about refereeing that gets built up about people that even from my perspective who's some someone you know coming at you from a very friendly point of view even I looked at your tweet and went Oh, that's a bit negative. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, and that doesn't mean what you've read is wrong, there, Tom. That doesn't mean that what I have said there that comes across that shouldn't, um, you know, I shouldn't accept. Excuse me, that the tweet had come across negative. Maybe it Mm. did. It wasn't supposed to be, but maybe it did come across as negative. One thing that I find very hard, though, is that because I've made it quite clear that I'm questioning what's happening with the process and with Mikel Arteta, Mm. I'm never allowed to celebrate a win now, because if I do, which is ridiculous. Well. You're a flip flop. You want him out. What are you celebrating a win for? Well, I'm celebrating I a win because I support the club. So I don't so. get this like sort of thing, you know. Yeah. And it's the other way around with that. Arteta um, supporters that that believe he's doing a great job. They they mm. then lose a game, and then when they go quiet, everyone says, "Oh, where are you now? Are you Arteta banner? Where are you now?" And Both I don't get this. I, I've never understand this. And and, and I'd like it's to really think hard. I don't come across as one of these. Where's everyone now then? Because. I never have. I've never, you know, the only thing I said once was with Kevin and Kevin had said, where was everybody when we beat, uh, where was all these Arteta uh, question, questions when we beat, um, and I can't remember who it was at the time, let's mm. just say it was Norwich and Watford. Sure. Um, and I and I said, um, they were probably exactly the same fans that were very, very quiet when we'd lost to Everton and Manchester United. So mm. you can work it both ways because there are them that say, trust the process, trust the process when we sure. win. And there's are those that say, well, Arteta needs to be out now. He's lost to Everton. So you do get that. You do get the people with their agendas, They, I think the word that people use. And well. so, yeah, I hate <laughs> the word as well. But listen, there is no way, there is no way in hell that I have ne- that I have not given the perception of being pessimistic or negative at times. Absolutely, 100% agree with that. But I don't mm. believe that I'm a toxic negative fan because I'm trying to demand better. That to me is not toxic. Or negative. What's toxic or negative for me is trying to just be uh, uh, pinpoint or be negative on everything about yeah. Arsenal Football Club, not just about questioning a manager. Now, for, let's take that for example. That win the other night, mm. I looked at that win, Tom, and I thought, bloody hell, that is fantastic! Like that is so good to get three points there. Right, absolutely brilliant. Didn't expect it, especially when we had ten men. But I looked at it. Long term, taking the three points. Now let's look at where we go from here. And this mm. was my this was my thought. I thought, Do you know what? We need to sort out our discipline still. Yeah. I'm worried about the goals because there's lack of goals still. And we need to show some consistency. That's not negative. That's just free facts, in my opinion, because nobody can say that we aren't haven't got a discipline issue at the moment with 15 red cards in two years. Yeah, yeah. Nobody can say that we don't score goals with Eddie and Lacquer have got three between them yeah, this yeah. year. And nobody can say that we need to show consistency now if we want top four. So I didn't yeah. see that as toxic. I just thought it was pretty factual, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. I can't disagree with those three points. <laughs> I'm coming from the perspective of someone who's currently not 
in the camp of say Arteta out, which are, which in itself I hate these labels. The labels are so idiotic because at the end of the day we should all be Arsenal win. That that's the only thing that matters to me is the fact that Arsenal win and Arsenal win the next game. And it's it's mad to me that kind of like you get chucked into this camp and I mean I get people go like sending me messages like if we lose a game people will go are you Arteta out now Tom or if we win a game are you say are you Arteta in again now Tom because my opinion Arteta has changed and that's something I think a lot of people really struggle with is the idea of a changing opinion people I feel like there's an element that, that people feel that they have to stay married to this viewpoint and this is why I've asked you the question before Dan what would it take for you personally to change your mind on Arteta. Mm. And the fact that you have an answer for that question that isn't, there's nothing he can do. Yeah. Because because <laughs> if your answer was, there's nothing Arteta can do to change your mind, then the people that are saying, you've got an agenda, you're a negative toxic. And they'd be right. They'd, they'd, be, they'd right. be right. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, that's not where you're coming from. You're no, coming from the perspective not. where your perception of Arsenal is that they should be achieving more for what they've been, what they've spent, for more than what they've done, and for where we finished in the last two seasons being, in your mind, unacceptable. And, you know, not just your mind, but even in my mind, I thought last season's finish was unacceptable. And that's why I was very much in the idea of changing yeah. manager at the end of last season. Let me just read out a couple of Super Chats because we've had some kind of... Yeah, sure. Go for it, <clears throat> Uh, Wayne Sage says, Dan, I disagree. It's not acceptance. It's the understanding of expectations. Emery was expected to get us back into the Champions League. He failed on both fronts. Arteta was expected to rebuild a team, which takes time and not one season. Do you want to give a crack, give Wayne yeah, the, sure. the respect? Sure. And I respect on? Wayne. I know Wayne uh, does call me out at times and he comes on Lee Judges TV as well when he's come on other platforms. But I respect him. I don't sit there and start slating if he doesn't agree with me um, because he's been respectful there. You know, he says, Dan, I disagree. And this is why I disagree. And he's explained why he disagrees. And that's what I love about people. That's why I love coming onto these. I wouldn't come on these platforms if people agree. If, if everyone come on a platform, Tom, and just went, yeah, I agree with all that. That was a good podcast, wasn't it? Let's go. You want debate. <laughs> you want disagreements. You want yeah. people to have opinions on it. So I respect Wayne's opinion. And the reason that I, I, I'm going to answer this one in, in the way I'm going to answer it is because I agree and I disagree in parts of it. What I do agree with is that, you know, it takes time. And this is why I didn't want the process, because I didn't feel we should be given another five-year process. I think that we've right. already waited long enough. I feel we needed a proven manager to try and win something over the next couple of years and put us back to where I believe we should be. And I didn't think appointing Mikel Arteta was the right manager mm. because like Wayne's pointed out, this takes time. And the reason it takes time is because you're going to have you know, a complete new squad if you want to rebuild with a young manager who's never been a manager before, with an, uh, a, a novice in Edu who's had little experience in, in what his role is. And I think the whole inexperienced model is going to take time. And also what it's going to do is prove inconsistent results and liability mistakes, which we're seeing an ill discipline on the field. So all of those things have unfortunately come true, but it's no shock to me because I expected that to happen. That was the reason why I didn't want it to happen though, because it was going to take too long and we were going to start to see it. So that was what was frustrating me because I really wanted to be proven wrong. And I thought if we go into this young, young inexperienced model, we might see some mistakes like this. Mm. And unfortunately we keep bloody seeing it. And I, and this guy keeps bloody proving me right. And I want to be wrong. I really want him to, to prove me wrong to say, look, I've just got us back into the Champions League. Stop your whining. This is what my job was to get us back into the Champions League. Because that, in my opinion, is what Emery and Wenger were trying to do that they couldn't yeah. quite do. So if Mikel Arteta does that, am I going to sit there and go, I want this geezer gone? Of course I'm not. He deserves to be given another contract if we get to so a stage of Champions League If he League finishes football. top four, you would give him a new contract. Yeah. He's done his job. He's done his job. The, the job was to get back into the Champions League, in my opinion. People are saying it's back into Europe. I don't think it is. I, I don't think that's a good enough, mm. good enough thing for us to move into. I, sure. I personally don't. So if we get into the Champions League and he gets offered a new contract, I would be okay with that. 
if you said to me, would you rather, he's got us into the Champions League, do you think that we should keep Arteta or get Diego Simeone or somebody like that? Of course, I'm going to go with Diego Simeone. Right? I know you don't like Simeone, but you get what yeah. I mean. That that Ilka yeah. manager, let's go with Conte Stalin, someone like that, if you sure. don't like Simeone. So somebody like that, I would accept that that would be the best move. However, what does he deserve? He deserves, the, if he signs a new contract, I can't sit there and say, what are they giving him another contract for? He's only got yeah. us back into the Champions League, which we haven't been in for six years. That's job mm. done. So if he does that this season, he'll start to start to prove me wrong, won't he? And then I can start yeah. to get excited again about supporting Arsenal. And a lot of people in the chat and in the fan base will get excited because Dan was wrong. Because it seems that it's about that at the moment. Very bizarre, uh, very bizarre fan way, base. But, but um, I wish I yeah. wish I could disagree with you about that point, but I can't because you know the amount of times that in, in the other direction, say we've been losing, and mm. I mean there was a point during the season when we finished eighth where you know at points I, I wanted. Arteta to succeed so much that I feel like that that point of view was blinding me to some of the things that were obviously going on. And by the end of the season, I had fallen out of that rhetoric, and I was very much of the opinion that, that we should we should be doing much better than this. Like we shouldn't be finishing eighth, we shouldn't be dropping out of, out of Europe, even with the players available and the, the mistakes that were being made from a managerial perspective and a team selection perspective that led us to that point. This season. I've really kind of latched on to the good work that we did in the summer, besides not bringing in that central midfielder. I've latched on to the improvement in the way I see us playing. I do see improvements in the way that we're playing. You look at the games against Leeds and Norwich and, uh, and those games during around the festive period before January hit, and I saw some... I saw, I did see a small amount of consistency, not enough to make me go, oh, everything's fixed. <laughs> like, everything's going to be great. Of but course. I saw a, a really good case study of those few games from Southampton, West Ham, Norwich and Leeds, those games in particular, where you really saw the potential of this side. And I feel like if Arsenal can get that striker and get that midfielder in with this group, and even under this manager, we can go places with this team now. But the problem is, is if we do end up failing this season because of managerial decisions. And I do feel like there are plenty that we'll be able to highlight come the end of the season, say we finish 6th, 7th or 8th or whatever, then we can have a discussion about that. If we finish 4th, then you go down the other route and you say, look, we've got an exceptionally young team. Man United have got a better team than us. Liverpool, Chelsea and City have got a better team than us. If we finish 4th, you know, in my opinion, we've done a great job to finish there mm. and to get the maximum out of a very young side with its liabilities, without the striker because we weren't able to bring one in. Without that stuff, we managed to get ourselves fourth place and that's deserving of a hell of a lot of credit. Um, that was a great super chat from Joshua. It says, Dan, you're just as miserable as me. Face it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joshua, man. Pick up Joshua. Fantastic. I tell you, I, I, I do get called miserable, but sometimes I am. I can't sit there and lie. I'm miserable when Arsenal lose football games. Sorry, it hurts. You know what I mean? So, of course, I'm miserable. I'm not happy when we lose. Um, but to have the the opinion that I'm um, happy when we lose or not happy when we win is, is totally wrong. Totally wrong. I, totally wrong. I don't accept people that are either. It's It does frustrate me um, when I see people like yourself and others that I know, you know, aren't necessarily the biggest fans of Arteta but all that they want is for the club to win. And to be labelled as someone who's happy when we lose is ridiculous, utterly ridiculous. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> Wayne replied saying, that I can agree with. I didn't want him as manager either, but I think he was left a total mess to clean up and we should be finishing top four uh, with this squad. Um, I think that for, the Emery argument's a bit of a strange one with me and I feel like... The, the situation that Arteta took over from Emery was far different from the, the situation that Emery took over from, from Arsene Wenger. And the issue is, and the fair comeback to the point about, well, 
Arteta took on this bad, had a bad situation to take over us from was that, well, maybe we should have gotten a coach with far more experience at that point to take on that group. rather. And than that is my main our concern and argument, mate, yeah. And I can't disagree with that point of view. It was such a massive risk to get in someone. I, I, would, I think you'd struggle, anyone would struggle to try and justify bringing in a coach with no experience of top-level football or any first-team experience for that matter to take on that position that we were left in when Emery finally did depart. To, to, to go down this route is a huge, huge risk. It's just obvious. We're mm. hoping that it pays off. Both of us are sitting here with differing opinions about the, the manager right now are hoping that that risk that we made back in 2019 eventually does pay off because it means that Arsenal will have succeeded. So, of course. That's where we're sitting at right now. What, how I want to finish this, because I'm wary of time, uh, and I want to run down to kind of the, the final point, is that based upon where you sat yesterday on the channel on Lee Judges TV, and when you said about you didn't really want to put out your opinion because people have already made their mind up about you, I, I, what do you feel like needs to change for you to have a differing view? Because... I hate to be blunt about this, but those people that are saying these things are probably never going to change their mind about you, Dan, even no. if you change your mind about the manager. It's, it's you know, you can't please everybody in this business. But do you mm. think that maybe with self-reflection, you were wrong to say that, you know, you shouldn't be putting your opinion across because other so, people already made their minds up? So the the the, the, the beauty of live live streams is that you can't go back on what you say um and I, i've been done i've been done listen i've done this for nearly three years now so of course i've said stuff that has made, made myself look silly or we've all messed up our lines yeah, or we've all said stuff yeah exactly <laughs> we've all said stuff that is rather embarrassing now that we were wrong about um i think my problem was i was getting so much abuse over the last few days um because we'd beaten Wolves and everyone thinks that I'm going to want Arteta out and, it, that, you know, we, I shouldn't be celebrating. Why should I be happy? Mm. Um, I want Arteta out, so why should I be celebrating an Arsenal win? Um, yeah. And I'd received so many much abuse on social media and people were saying, why don't you just go and die and I hope your family get cancer and all that. And I just thought, well, mm. do you know what? Like Maybe maybe my opinion doesn't matter then. Do you know what I mean? Maybe I'll just keep quiet and let everyone else say stuff. So that was where I was going. It was half done in cheek. And if I'm honest with you, it was half through frustration of what people were, had been targeting me for the last few days. Um, so that's why I'd kind of said, you know, let's just not worry about what I want because everybody seems to think I've got this Arteta out agenda thing and it doesn't matter what he says, he's boring to listen to and it's negative. So let's just crack on with somebody else. So I just thought personally, it would be interesting to see what your thoughts were, Lee's thoughts were and Sophie's thoughts were. So that's why I'd said it. I was saying it in a bit of frustration and a bit of anger, I suppose. Um, and yeah. I haven't stopped in the last two years with what I believe. It doesn't mean that at times I haven't gone, go on, Arteta, go on, keep going. You've got four wins on the trot now. Keep going. Mm. I'm one behind him thinking, come on, please don't make me get frustrated again because it's just frustrating for me to see us go up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, and I think after the Everton game, I was bombarded with DMs on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, I need him out now. I need him out now. I need him out now. And I thought, well, don't come to me. You know, <laughs> what do you want me to do? I've been saying that I've questioned this process for the last 18 months or so. And now you're telling me that I, perhaps I was I was right. But then, of course, as soon as we beat Norwich, Leeds, and then um, we went on that run again, everybody went mm. quiet. And all of a sudden, he's the man again. So I just think there's a lot of flip-flopping within the fan base. I've always been somebody that has an opinion, and I won't allow that opinion to change until something happens. And I'm not one of these opinion changes weekly. 
Um, we won today, so I like Arteta. We lost today, so I don't like him. And I think he should be sacked. And there's a lot of fans that are like that. My opinion will change of Arteta when he gets us back into the Champions League. Because I am a realist, you know, Tom. I'm not expecting him to win a title this year or next year. Mm. I think that if we got into the Champions League, we would then be able to progress to that next level. And then, of course, I'm going to demand the best of Ben. Again, I don't want to come sixth after the year after that because we've got more games to play now and we've got a small yeah, squad. Absolutely, it's our, absolutely. You know what I mean? We then want to try and compete with the three that are ahead of us, whether that's Chelsea, City, Liverpool, whoever it be. That's the next yeah. step. So that's why, that's how I start to change my opinion, mate. If we are, if we start to achieve what I believe our target should be, and that's Champions League football. Yeah, absolutely. And fingers crossed, and, and you know, we both hope that we do achieve that. It would mm. be a great achievement to see Arsenal back in Champions League. I miss that anthem playing throughout the Emirates uh, a lot. I can't tell you how jealous and envious I am seeing other teams, yeah, especially when it's Spurs in that competition. And, and then, of course, when there. you used to go to the home away games and it was like, you know, our... Oh, I'm not sure I can go tonight. And I'll mind you, I'm only missing Arsenal, Sparta, Prague on a Tuesday night. God, oh, I regret saying stuff like that. <laughs> Unbelievable. I used to say to my dad, oh, I'm working late, but at least it's only Sparta, Prague in the Champions League. And now wow. we're sitting here watching um, Arsenal, Vlorska. Vlorska. Unbelievable, isn't it? Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Look, I, I I, really hope that we achieve it this season. It would be great. Uh, and not because of any kind of rhetoric or people being proven wrong, because it's Arsenal succeeding and that's what comes first. And that's what's most important is is the Arsenal. Dan, thank you so much, mate, for taking time out your afternoon to come and have a chat. Always an absolute pleasure to speak with you, mate. Uh, tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to. Well, listen, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate you listening to me and uh, listening to everyone in the chat. And it's great to see you all and great to have your opinions as well and debate with you. Um, if you do want to come and follow me, it's up to you. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at DanArsenal87. You'll see me on Lee Judges TV and the same old Arsenal podcasts. Um, and we'll have regular content to put out for you for that. And you'll probably see a lot of Tom on the Lee Judges TV as well with us. So great stuff, Tom. Appreciate that, mate. Yeah, no, it's great going on the show. I like the uh, the dynamic that we've got with Sophie and Harry when he's able to make it too. It's a, it's a good group. And I think it's, it's enough kind of different angles that you get a really good discussion going on topics. And, uh, and we're all good at putting it across in respectful ways, which is always a big bonus as well. So yeah, make sure people you check out Lee Judges TV, go and subscribe and uh, help them get on their way i think the next landmark is 30k so help can get up to 30k is the next one to go and uh, yeah you can see dan on plenty of content and you'll see him back on the channel i'm sure very very soon too drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it and subscribe to the guna talk as well we'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m for the next one and tomorrow you should be getting your next william saliba loan update as well so i look forward to bringing you that content too see you soon guys have a fantastic day and as always up the arsenal <laughs>